Okay, good morning, Faith Fellowship. Man, it's been a while since I have seen you. It is good to see you and see those of you that are feeling well. Uh, as we have already prayed in this time, we're just trusting God to continually to bring us all back to good health so we can be around each other. Oh, hi, Linda. <laughs> How are you doing? Um, and so this morning is going to be uh, a little bit different morning for those of you that um, kind of just missed how we started one thing that we want to just kind of keep in mind to be praying as we have suffered a loss in faith fellowship for our dear brother CJ who is a part of our Bible study and also the brother of uh, Katie and uh, co-worker of Joey and so um, if you if you know just as the spirit moves I, I may need you to check out for a second and say a prayer Okay, and uh, and just do that, that man, praise God, they're here. They're in the place where healing is right in the place where comfort will come. And uh, and so class, you know how we do. Let's just lock arms in this situation. Okay, um, but I do have something for you that uh, just is kind of important and heavy on my heart. You know, the last time that I spoke to you, I kind of lit into you a little bit. Um, it's good for me to have to do that uh, as the leader, as the dad, and kind of kind of dad you. Well, it's kind of going to be a little bit like that, but softer <laughs> again today. Um, because, well, I believe that God moved. And man, the things that were shared, this mission focus, outstanding, incredible, simple truth that was just simply shared with us in, in order for us to really have the right view of, of the mission. And one of the things that I wanted to just simply kind of do this morning, again, like I said, it's going to be a little unusual for what we typically do. We're not yet going to be an ax. We will get to that. Trust me. Uh, there are some awesome things I'm, I'm wanting to share with you there. But first, what we kind of need to do at the top of the year really is just reestablish what does it even mean to be a part of faith fellowship? I think some of the things that sometimes can, you know, being in a fellowship is like, I don't even know, what does that really mean? Sam has mentioned in the past, and if I ask any of you to define what that really means, well, none of you could really give me an answer, right? And so it was that just the Lord and I kind of had to have a discussion. I had plenty of time <laughs> to, to think about it and just like ask the Lord, Lord, help me to define some things just so as we understand what it what it means to be a member in good standing in this class. OK, it should mean something to us. I am not simply looking for attenders and, and people that are just going to be in here just to fill up these pews. That is of no concern of mine. So there has to be some other reason. There has to be another reason why we're, we're going to kind of look at these things. This kind of started, I believe the Lord has used my vocation. You guys know this. Um, they always run in tandem, seemed like. The time I was in iron work and developing work, I had to kind of in ministry do the same thing. And then now in academia and having to teach, well, the Lord has just used that in order to highlight certain things in the class. And one of the things that is kind of critical to do as chair of the department is there's a program review. And it's awful to have to compile. It's like taxes where they have their information, but they want you to compile it 
and then give that review back to the dean, right? And so when looking at that, it helped me to understand there were very clear things about our program that are known to the public. Nobody is accidentally a part of the welding department in, at JCC. You know why you're there. You know what you're going to get out of there. And so then it just helps to guide what you're doing. And so I was thinking, man, does the, our fellowship operate like that? If there's any stagnation that we may be seeing in this class, it may be because certain things aren't clear. Why am I in here? What is this class about? What do I hope to see God do with me as being a member of this class? And so I want to read something to you. <clears throat> this was written by Stephen Mintz, uh, a guy that writes on a blog called The Ethics Sage. And it's talking about values. And it says, values are basic and fundamental beliefs that guide or motivate attitudes or actions. They help us to determine what is important to us. Values describe the personal qualities we choose to embody to guide our actions, the sort of person we want to be, the manner in which we treat ourselves and others, and our interaction with the world around us. They provide the general guidelines for conduct. These are values. So what are your values? What values do you have that are helping to guide your conduct? I want to submit something to you that we kind of need to look at something that we all know and are familiar with. And that's in Matthew 28, 18 through 20. And Jesus came and spake of them saying, all power is given unto me in heaven and earth. Go ye therefore and teach all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Ghost. Verse 20, super critical, teaching them to observe all things whatsoever I have commanded you, and lo, I am with you always, even unto the end of the world. Amen. And so I have something for you. These are MBT's values. Have you ever read these from our website? These values are in direct line with Matthew 28, 18 through 20. You see the first one there is evangelism. This would be the first step before someone can live out the word of God. I mean, church attendance is not just about being in a place with great music and great food and a great talker that I kind of like, and maybe I like the way they dress or this person I'm gonna sit with. No, there are these values that says what evangelism is and what its objective is. The next thing is discipleship. This is where we encourage that person that has now put their trust in Jesus Christ to be a follower of Jesus. So that moves from savior to now lordship. This is a value of this church. It is a value that is set forth by the Lord himself. When he's saying go and teach, what do you think he is saying for us to teach? What do we hope to do there? Man, we're hoping to en encourage that believer by establishing them in worship, in the word of God, in the local church, in ministry. The third value you see is ministry training. Disciples that make disciples. This is this is really where the rubber meets the road. 
Because here's the thing, if you think about it, and remember what I said, values do. Values guide conduct. Now, perhaps you're starting to make a connection in terms of your value system and these values that we see here that we can back up biblically. Do I have the kind of heart that says that ministry training is that? Because now what am I doing? The focus no longer just becomes about me, but now I want to make sure that I am useful for the king. That I'm not just amassing knowledge for the sake of it, but that there's an objective, an agenda in my mind that I'm like, man, Lord, use me. Disciples that make disciples. And then last missions. Disciples of all nations. Listen, mission focus very much is about helping to stoke a flame inside you for the world. But I, the fear is, especially at our level, is like you again. There's just this jadedness that we bring to adulthood. You lack the courage that you had as a child. You, you assess risk so much that you just create bumpers in your life and nobody gets the gospel out of you. Nobody gets to be encouraged for Bible study or that you would want to pour in because again, I'm just so afraid I got to put bumpers. And then the thing to go to the nations, that sounds preposterous at this age. I've worked so hard to make sure that my, I, I went to school and I got the degree and now I got the job and the spouse and Labrador or, or golden retriever or, you know, everything. My SUV is to get like what nations. I'm not eating that food. They don't have apple pie and hot dogs. And <laughs> I'm making light of it, but it is a serious problem. And I was moved by when I'm reading a secular viewpoint in terms of what value should propel in me, I'm thinking to myself, man, does faith fellowship have those values? And so that kind of led me to our first key point. Conflicting values will lead to stagnation. Conflicting values, listen, those are the values of MBT. And we are members of MBT. Faith Fellowship is not an entity in and of itself. It is a part of something larger. So the thing that in terms of the value system that is set forth by the word of God should also be the value of this class. And if those are not our values, you should not be surprised that you are where you were last year. Because you will be stagnant. These values that MBT, by the word of God, has set in front of us are values that will move us forward, period. It will go beyond my fear. It will go beyond my comfort. It will go beyond my bubble that I've created, my little bumpers of safety. I will move beyond that because I have a value system that is guiding what I do and what I say, who I interact with. I will see that I have light and I am surrounded by people that have darkness. And I will want to give it. 
I don't want to share it. See, here's something I want you to get down. For sure, write down, maybe even take a photo. This is what it means to be a member of Faith Fellowship, is to share the values of MBT and to take part at the fellowship level to see these values guide our attitudes and actions. In 2022, I want you basically, much like I had to do with a program review, which means I am assessing our department. I'm looking at it. I'm, I'm taking stock of the things that we've, we've done uh, in the previous year and say, okay, this is where we are. This is where we're headed. I want you to be able to measurably have a conversation between you and the Lord that says, Lord, am I a member in good standing? Do I share the values that have been set forth by this local church that you are a part of? See, I get, listen, part of this is, is yeah, the fervency by which the prayers that I make on, on your behalf absolutely must increase. That's, the, that's part of my part of the bargain that I got to do is be praying for you. But listen, I can't make you do anything. I cannot make you do anything. Guys, as much as sometimes I want to, I can't. It ain't going to work. The only thing I can do is just put the data and the facts in front of you, evangelism, discipleship, ministry training, and missions, and say, these are the values set forth by the word of God. Do you have them? It will be evident. It will be known. It will be clear. I love that just the dialogue in terms of making an assessment of where things were for the department at school and and, and already I've had a great opportunity of making some drastic changes that will, we'll see if they're good <laughs> in the future. Um, but I'm kind of aggressive like that. And then my colleagues followed suit. And so together we crafted what this program is going to look like moving forward. And what we are hoping that it will do is pro provide outcomes that are in line with the values that we have as a department. So I was just thinking like, man, why couldn't we do that in Faith Fellowship? Why couldn't we start the year off right? We could just jump back into Acts and you can take out your little notepad that you got, maybe the Faith Fellowship when you bought one of those, praise the Lord. We like that you did that because again, remember that money just gets used to help to make sure that whenever we have events, we're not turning anybody away in this class. That's, I'm not, I don't, I don't need that. I have a job. That's what that money is for. So you might need to re-up and get your 2022 edition. I don't know. Well, Brother Sean is the artist on that. And so he's got it mapped out. In reality, you need two a year. It's, it will, if you take notes, it will cover six months spans, right? Okay, we could do that. And we could have all these little kind of cutesy things and then have our little events. And still, really, kind of like Pastor Lee said, it's just more and more, there's this glaze that's just coming over us where the Lord Jesus is just like, ah, you're, you're less and less impactful every year. And I'm just showing up to mission focus because that's what I'm supposed to do. And I come to Tuesday because that's what I'm supposed to do. I come to Sunday because that's what I'm supposed to do. Guys, listen, I love every last one of you. And even those of you that are listening to me on Zoom, that would be in here, but can't for whatever reason. But listen, the minute that we're just going to glaze over and just kind of do everything because that's what we're supposed to do, we have forgotten the cross. 
and you don't have them values. You can say it, I'm telling you, but you won't do it. The next thing that I wanted to put in front of you, in case you haven't navigated the beautifully laid out website that we have, is the mission. And I just took a little excerpt from, from that page and it says, for us, being involved in the mission includes training, sending, and supporting missionary, as well as producing local churches through church planning. We encourage every one of our members to take part in God's mission. That is the mission of MBT. So again, we got to put this in a context that makes sense for Faith Fellowship because they already gave us an opportunity and on-ramp there by saying we encourage every one of our members to take part, but I want to put something in front of you that's super critical. Romans 12, one and two, you know it, but just follow me here for a second. I beseech you therefore, brethren, by the mercies of God, that you present your bodies a living sacrifice, wholly acceptable unto God, which is your reasonable service, and be not conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind, that you may prove what is that good and acceptable and perfect will of God. Here's the thing I want you to underline, if you were to write that down, or maybe you have it in your Bible and you're able to highlight on blue letter or whatever you're using, is living sacrifice. Living sacrifice. You are living in a dead state, dying to your own agenda, your own desire, your own wants. You live in that state. And that proves something about God. So as it relates to the mission then, get this. I'll come back to this in a minute. When there is no mission, there's no purpose. You have a purpose if you are saved by the Lord Jesus. You have a purpose because you have a mission. And that is a mission that you should very much be getting towards. It will cause you to sacrifice. This is why I want adults to take the bumpers off and go back to being that kind of reckless, ignorant kid that bumped into stuff. You tried it. I was, man, I had one of those houses when I was a kid that had the uh, garage that had like a concrete slab on top. You know, the kind where you come out and it's like you have your yard and then it's a concrete slab and then it's kind of like a long drop to the bottom. So, of course, being a boy, what's the challenge? Jump off of that. Yes. When? How many times? And don't let another one of my buddies do that. Now, if I take all of us kind of old folks out there, ain't none of us jumping off of that because I'm worried about the risk. That's what going on a missions trip is like. I don't know what to expect. I don't know what I'm going to eat. I don't know when I'm going to go to sleep. This conference, James will tell you, internationals are late. It will not start on time. It will not end on time. And if that doesn't go with your flow of how things are, you are immediately having to sacrifice because the trip leader doesn't need to hear you be the timekeeper and go, well, this is supposed to start 20 minutes ago. Well, my stomach's bothering me. I don't know. Should I eat that? Yeah, <laughs> listen, uh, I don't regret any suffering, 
any embarrassment, any awkward moments that I had for any time of any of the places that I have been to. Because why? Because I understand I have a mission. And I consider it a privilege to even be there in front of them. Listen, they don't need us. But when they're inviting us and there's an, a space and place where they're saying, hey, come and, and, and teach us the things that you know, man, you want to be a part of that. Listen, I, don't, I want you to get beyond this whole idea that you don't need somebody even from Faith Fellowship to go. Just go by yourself. So let me, let me go back here. These are the trips that we have coming up. And there's like doubles and triples of some of them. Like they're going to go to Tampa more than once. They're going to go to Boston more than once. But these are some of the trips. Do you have plans to go and be a part of any of them? How can we say as members of MBT, members of Faith Fellowship, that we have a mission focus and I have, I'm not supporting, I'm not praying, I'm not going to be a part of any of that. See, this is what I'm saying. It's playtime is over. Playtime is over. Like the, this whole idea that, again, we're just going to do everything comfortably. And I get that's going to some Romania or, or Kenya, uh, London and Ireland. That's not cheap. So you're going to have to have your finances in order. Perhaps your values should, will also affect the way that you conduct your finances. This is what I'm saying. The whole thing is a whole because God is holistic. Everything gets fixed. When you value the things that he values, you see what I'm saying? Man, I, I, you need to be wrestling about where you're going this year. I want you to be wrestling about it. There's something that I think it was Brian Clark said of his father or grandfather, maybe one of the ones. But I remember him saying that essentially you may not get called to the field, but you ought to wrestle every year. That means you you having conversations with the Lord because you know how, again, the bumper car life, Christian life. I ain't even going to ask because I know how the Lord is It's like Jonah, <laughs> right? Like, no, nah, I don't want to go because you're gracious and I know that you will deliver those people. It's we do God the same way. I'm not even going to ask. Do you want me to go anywhere? Because you might say yes. And I don't want to go. So. I'm, I'm tasking you ask. As James said, we just got a chance to see something very beautiful happen with Dallas. It was put together last minute. It was inconvenient. And you should, I won't even, the details about how this trip even came to pass, it, if God hadn't moved, it would not have happened. The Lord provided income. He provided the men. Then he provided the subjects to hear what it is needed to be heard. Man, I'm telling you, that's exciting. The messages when I was getting, because I was on, the, on the, the text message thread, when I was getting these messages back, I was blown away by this. Just what was happening in the ground that they covered and all that they saw. Guys, it, this is how I am, and I, and I pray that you, you, would, you would get my heart. I don't like just hearing about 
how awesome God is working in the life of somebody else. I want him to do the same in my life. That's why I go. That's why I do what I do. That's why I said yes to faith fellowship. Because I wanted that testimony. So you have to start asking yourself, do you want that testimony? Let's go back. Get your, so you know what it means to be in this class. For Faith Fellowship, this is what it means to be mission focused. As a member, we will get trained. We will go and support missionaries and our church plants. That's what that means if you're going to be a member of this class in good standing. Because listen, we can have attenders and you can not do any of it. And I'm still going to love you and I'm just going to pray. But the rest of us are going to get to God's work and do the things that God is calling us to do and take advantage of the opportunities. You need to go. You need to wrestle because the Lord might say, stay. He told one of our members to do that. It's awesome. Last thing. This is super important. These principles of ministry that we have, and almost for those of you that are a little more business savvy, could kind of look at them like code of ethics. What is a principle? A fundamental truth or proposition that serves as a foundation for a system of belief or behavior or for a chain of reasoning. Notice the critical words, fundamental truth and foundation. This is how our code of ethics in terms of how we're going to see these values played out will be by the ministry principles that we have here at MBT. And so what are they? That we are a house of prayer, that we're always making disciples, that we have a final authority, the word of God. Our members are accountable in the word. Our members engage in ministry service. Our leaders are servant leaders. We are always training leaders. We protect unity. We operate in light of spiritual realities. But here's the one oftentimes that we will pick and only keep is our members engage in ministry service, period. We're done. The rest of the principles, sorry, they fall apart. So our class and our age and our group has a tendency to be service-based. But it could fall short if we don't do all these other things around it. These are our code of ethics. This is when you see in these values are being played out and lived out. You get to function in a particular way in ministry. Man, this is critical. So now, okay, let me go back to in terms of we are house of prayer. In our group, a lot of times it'd be super easy for us to pray to relieve some discomfort. But why? I want to be asking the Lord to relieve some discomfort because I want the use to be useful to you still, that I have an eternal viewpoint. That's why I want that discomfort to go so I can continue on. Lord, this thing is distracting me, it's bothering me, it's hurting me. I don't want to be sidelined by it. So, Lord, let me have a viewpoint still of your mission. That's critical. When we're asking, listen, for my brother Tall, I have worked under ministry 
in, with that guy in three separate ways. I love this man. I'm asking the Lord to give him more time in his life so that he can continue to minister and be useful for the kingdom. That's how I want you to be praying with an eternal weight, not just because I don't like this. Not just because it bothers me. Guys, listen, if the values are truly our values, then that means that we're looking at everything with eternal weight on it. I'm not trying to win in life. I've won. So then that changes my, my viewpoint. I'm not trying to win. I'm not trying to get the Lord to resolve something just so I can have it better. I have it better because I I'm good with him. So now that means there's an eternal weight that I get to do on in, in part of others around me. What's the impact that I have in my family? Am I just a weird old Christian that nobody wants to be around? Or can I, do I have the space and place where the Lord is like, man, even in a family of secular folk, they love you. Your testimony is good. Why? Now it gives me a platform to be able to minister. That's how I want to be thinking. That's just for a house of prayer. That's not even the rest of them. We're, we're always making disciples. There are sometimes that people take breaks from discipling. You're taking a break. The only reason God left you here is to share the gospel and make disciples. What are you taking a break from? I don't have a disciple. Have you shared the gospel? Go get it. Go get your disciple. We're always making disciples. Is that the heart? Guys, I handed out a lot of envelopes for people who finished foundations two and three. Praise the Lord. You know, I'm, I'm proud of you. I love you for that. But listen, uh, you know what I will really be thrilled is when this class doubles one person, every person over because you are discipling, you share the gospel, and that person is now sitting next to you in class. That's when I will be excited. That's when I know you really got discipleship down. Because, man, it's infectious. I don't never want to stop doing that. We have in the final authority the word of God. Listen, Deb's book just highlights the whole idea that your emotions should not be the thing that governs you. If I'm called a Christian and the word of God is the thing by which I find comfort, then I have to go back to it when I'm messed up. It's the measuring stick. It's the thing that tells me, hey, no, you offer, hey, you're right. In this class, what I'm, what I'm trusting God to see happen in you is that you would truly believe what it says, that you would seek out what it says, and then that you would apply what it says. Because that's the part that we, we fall out on, is the application. Just, we just run out. Man, we know good. We can dance around and Bible study. We know how to say this and what this dispensation is. Who cares if you don't apply it? Who cares? I'm just telling you, who cares, K-O-H, K-O-G, who cares if you don't apply it? We got to apply his word, guys. We engage in ministry service. 
Listen, I want you to start looking at cleaning the church. That is a privilege that we get to prepare this building to be safe, clean and ready so that the gospel and, and, and the word of God will go out unhindered without distraction. That's what cleaning the church is about. It's not somebody else's job. It's ours. This is my house. It's just like any, most of you have been to our house. It was clean when you came. Right? I will tell you a lot about how I feel about you if it's not clean when you come over. <laughs> right? I want it to be clean. I don't want you to be worried about, I don't maybe want a glass of water in Dale's house. Because the roaches have danced on his classes and I just saw it. Right? You've been in places like that where you're like, no, I'm good. You are very thirsty and you will, I will just die of thirst because I'm not drinking anything in here. <laughs> right? I don't, we can't have that. We can't have that in this building, guys. Treat that, the cleaning of this church with value. It matters. We're always training leaders. Listen, it's good for you to be effective and, and efficient in ministry, but if you are not reproducing yourself in a way that there is somebody that can come behind you, you're doing it wrong. You know what really blessed my heart over this last two weeks when I was sweating or just so sick, I couldn't even stand to just myself and the whole situation was that it didn't matter that I was here. I love that. I love that. I love, man, watching Brother Justin up here doing his thing. And just I knew that people was here and they were getting stuff set up and it didn't matter that I was here. That's great. That's what I want. Because I sometimes I got places I got to go. I might have to visit someplace. You still got to have service here, right? We're always training leaders. We protect unity. Guys, listen. Right now, um, that's always under attack <laughs> in so many ways. Whether, you know, as we navigated COVID, it was the maskers versus the non-maskers, the vaxxers versus the non-vaxxers, the, the are you, you know, you should have never stayed home to you need to stay home. All of these ways that the enemy is always attacking that, that you are suspicious as believers. Suspicious of your brothers and sisters. You you imagine some thoughts or ideas in terms of how they feel about you. They've never said anything, but you're trying to read body language like you are FBI. <laughs> Come on, man. Just be done with that. Don't be suspicious. Protect unity. Think the right things about your family. Learn to submit. Just there are things that we have in place. And the last thing, so beautiful, we operate in light of spiritual realities. Listen, we understand that this is not my final resting home, that I will stand in front of the Lord, that he will call me up someday. Am I doing the things to make for preparation for that time? Because everything I should be doing right now should be about that. And so there's a verse I want to give to you here. 
First Timothy 6, 7, 17 through 19 says, charge them that are rich in this world that they be not high minded, nor trust in uncertain riches, but in the living God who giveth us richly all things to enjoy, that they do good, that they may be rich in good works, ready to distribute, willing to communicate, laying up in store for themselves. Get this a good foundation against the time to come that they may lay hold on eternal life. And so your uh, key point here, let me see if it's on this. I'm sorry, I'm going the wrong way. <clears throat> Is that the, you guys can see it there. I can't see it back there. It says a lack of guiding principles in life leads to an unstable foundation. If you don't have any kind of guiding principles that then yo, the ground in which you stand on will simply be sandy quicksand like you guys know what it's already like trying to walk around outside difficult you want a sure foundation listen these guiding principles these code of ethics if you will these are the kinds of things that man if we do them i'm telling you it shores up the foundation that we have see i want to define something for you as it relates to vision because i'm going to give you a vision statement it's the ability to think about or plan the future with imagination or wisdom. And so here's Faith Fellowship's vision statement. By faithfully attending upon the values, mission, and principles set by the word of God, we will bear fruit for our Lord. This will have an impact on our family, friends, and surrounding community until the Lord returns. Period. I just set your agenda until the twinkling of an eye. If you want to be a member in good standing of faith fellowship moving forward, then you must attend upon these values, the mission and the principles that we have set by the word of God. Notice I did not say MBT. By the word of God. All we have done as a church is just simply take scripture and, and, and made the language in a way that it kind of makes sense. So I'm telling you, this is the vision statement for the class. This is what it will be until. And so that leads us obviously to the goals that we know are already set to establish shepherds and evangelists. So where are you at on that spectrum? I love it. You guys, are, you guys had class yesterday. I had class yesterday. LBI started, right? Okay, so let's get, if you ain't signed up, get enrolled. Get in there. Let's get equipped. We got places to go. We got people to see. We got people in our families that need to hear truth. You know they do because they are super annoying at dinner. <laughs> right? And the only fix is the gospel. That will shut them up. Right? And so, man, that's why you got to learn that little, how, okay, so how do I say this? How do I give them biblical principle? Maybe I need to invite them to coffee, Bible study. Speaking of Bible study, write this down. The next book we're going to be studying is Galatians. We're kind of, we just passed it in Acts, essentially as some of the time frames and by which, you know, he is kind of mentioned. And so it'd be good for us to kind of, some of the stuff we've looked at is we'll get a chance to, he'll, he'll kind of give some insight on. So Galatians is going to be where we're going to be at. And obviously with COVID, you guys, Bible studies are going to start at different times. I'm fine with that. But listen, that's just the book that we want to, we want to start 
I'll eventually we'll get with our uh, Bible study leaders and we'll kind of talk about just the layout and when we want to be done and all of that. But that's the next book. So listen, I want you to, I, I pray. Okay, let me just ask a question with a little bit of time I have. Is this clear to you? Yes, clear. Serene, of course, you're going to say that. Pastor James, this clear. There's a vision statement. We understand the values of the church and, that, and how we also should have those same values as a fellowship, right? That we're going to implement those things in terms of what we're doing and in our lives and that we know it's going to have an impact on our family and the surrounding community around us, Right? Like, that's how you are a member of this class. That's how you are a member in good standing. Because, see, there are a lot of people who may be members of this class, but I want there to be a transition to now you are a member in good standing. That's different. You're having an impact. You're provoking me. You're encouraging me. I'm provoking you and encouraging you. I'm pushing you, challenging you. So now listen, let's not treat our Bible study as if it is second fiddle. Let's get into Galatians together. I want us to be on the same page. There is something very beautiful about us kind of looking at a book together at this, you know, not at the same time, but like kind of in the same time frame. It's good for us. Use that as a vehicle. Ladies, you guys have all of these great events. Those events, uh, whether it's the, the hangouts or invite some people don't want to come to church. They don't want to come to Bible study because they don't know that's what they need yet. So you know what they're going to come to? Coffee. Invite. Fellas, you know, it may be that we have to do the same. Our, our cookout that we have every year. I love cooking for y'all. Y'all know that. But listen, um, invite. I'd rather cook for your friends and family. Because, you know, I love you. I've already cooked for you once or twice, <laughs> right? I want to meet those other people that are outside that they're not going to come to Bible study. They're not going to, but they will come to a cookout. Why? Because there's free food. And I don't mind somebody taking advantage of free food there because I know the quality of the individuals that they are be around and that we would have eyes to see and that we would see those individuals and we would talk to them, engage them in conversations and that we would just slowly be taking these bumpers off of our life. Guys, stop trying to make it whatever you want. The whole idea is that you be a living sacrifice. Right? Living in a, in a, in a dead state that just says, I, Lord, I don't have an agenda. <laughs> whatever you want me to do, that's what I'm going to do. And it proves something to the world watching. And so I pray that you heard me this morning. Again, I know it's unconventional, but it's necessary. We got to know what we're doing in here. Man, we can't just be meeting in here, you know? And so I wanted to just very quickly kind of give Sean, just so you know, kind of the structure of things. So as the, the, the primary shepherd of this class, you know what you have available in terms of of individuals, we got to make it clear we have a resident pastor with us, and so he's available to be able to, to you know, to talk to or seek counsel from. Um, you know that he will sometimes help with the teaching, but a lot of times he falls back to just kind of let me have the space, but he's available. 
I want you to understand that Sean is, is second in command. If I'm not here, I probably don't know. Ask him. <laughs> right. And so he knows what's going on. And we have a, a, a group of guys that are team leads for the various areas that he's going to talk about. And then we have my dear, sweet daughter, Maria, that is the administrator. So in terms of we, this is the living calendar in our class. Guys, listen, you know what kind of bugs me sometimes? This is just like one of those pet peeves. Uh, it's a pet peeve that people don't know when our, we're cleaning because it's on a calendar. So can you please put that on your calendar with priority that you will be a part of cleaning because it's necessary for us to do that? Okay, so um, I pray that this morning you have just a better understanding of how things are gonna go for the year, how, how you can be a part of what we're doing here in Faith Fellowship. Now you have your vision statement Okay, you got you got the goals, shepherds and evangelists. Okay, you got the ways that you can be a part, Bible study. All right, making sure that you're here, encouraging people to be here and be a part. And uh, and so, man, I just pray that uh, for I really just wanted to give you clarity this morning. Okay, and just so that you knew how we were gonna we were gonna proceed moving forward. And just what we're about and what it means to be a member, a good member and in, uh, in, in good standing rather. And so uh, let's pray and we'll be dismissed. Heavenly Father, Lord, thank you so much just for today. And uh, Lord, you know, on, on one hand, Lord, you are uh, just laying out just some some very simple truths some things that we just got to consider that, Lord, that uh, we will be moved by, by your values, by your mission, by your principle. Um, Lord, we pray that they do um, just propel us forward and, uh, and really just give us some, something to uh, work towards. And so, Father, would you give us fruit? Lord, if we submit to you, then, Lord, would, would, would you give us an opportunity to, to bring you good fruit? Uh, fruit that will remain. And so, Father, just help to grow us together. Uh, again, continually, we are just asking, you know, just for your comfort, your healing uh, for those. But like we said, Lord, for the purpose of making sure that they are about your business. And so, uh, Lord, um, thank you just for your love. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen.